So, Bailey, we've come to the studio early. Adam is not here yet. Ooh, how have you been, Emily? I've been great. Over Christmas, I, I've i been busy. Yeah. I've been not, like, seeing the news. Uh, but I don't I've done the same thing. I like. I don't think there was any there news. There was no news. No, nothing political so at all. I was, I was thinking maybe we should change this podcast to... Yeah. Because there's nothing to talk about anymore. Yeah, everything's done. Let's let's change the podcast to like the history of of knitting. Uh, I think I'd Adam be will be that. really down. That's definitely his vibe. Yeah, he took vibe. up knitting, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we should do that. But do you think maybe we should check? I mean, yeah, for this episode, let's just double check. Like, just if see if there's, there's any news. news. If anything's happened with like an ex-chancellor mm. or... I don't know. I feel like the bullying, like there's no bullying in the Conservative Party anymore, no, is there? Not at all. So let's just let's just have a little check of the news. <gasps> what? That is a disgrace. You're reassured. I'm reassured. Not another one. Mistakes were made. Peppa Pig world. Thinks he's Obi Wan Kenobi. The truth is he's Jabba the Hutt. He lived rent free in his bed. Hello and welcome back to Any Politics. I'm Adam, your host today, alongside Emily and Bailey. Hello. Emily, how are you doing? How was your How's your holidays? It was great. It's nice to be back, talking about all the events of the past month and a half. What's been up to? Yeah, what's been happening? Bailey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I mean, I have paid attention to the news, you but at the attention. same time, like I, I haven't. Oh, okay. So well, like, we got we got a fair bit to catch up on today. Yeah. Um, so don't you worry. Emily, so. how's it been like not looking at the news? Yeah. So I decided to just not look at the news because I think like, we wanted a mental health break once yeah. in a while, especially from the <laughs> but news. But also, um, I'm like, well, everything is rubbish. <laughs> like, do <laughs> I need the better. alerts <laughs> telling me that just everyone's lives are miserable? Like, yeah. I'm fully aware. So it could yeah. be worse. And it then I was worse. like, wait, we can make this into into incorporate it into the podcast that like, I don't know anything and um so we've had to scramble today to figure <laughs> out what the hell happened <laughs> over the Christmas break yeah um this show is broken up into a couple of sections we're going to kind of cover a bit of British politics talk about American politics and then we're going to talk about other politics in the world and Ooh. then we're going to play a couple games at the end and see <gasps> if you guys can guess the news story and I'll explain more about that in a little bit because some funny clips to play you but um the biggest story in the UK at the moment is Mr Nadim Tahawi Emily who is this man well, he is a very interesting man. <laughs> He's been an MP since 2010. And um, before that, he was the co-founder of YouGov, which were, like simply they put out opinion polls. Very famous opinion polling. Yeah. If you know opinion polling, you probably know YouGov. Yeah, they're, um, and they're supposed to be very reliable, but now they've got something to do with him. Well, mm. they always have, but like I'm a bit... It's a bit fishy. Anyway, yeah. um, and then since 2018, he's had various kind of minor ministerial roles that you're like, these are just words. What does that mean? It's just a title. Yeah. But then in, I've written, in 2020, he became a bit relevant when he was appointed <laughs> vaccines minister. I, I think that's, that is also the accurate way of putting it because who was he before then? Yeah, and like, so he was in charge of rolling out the vaccines, which, mm. I mean... Although, like... I'm sorry. I've Side had three. So is he is he in charge of running out vaccines, or does he overlook the did NHS who kind of did it themselves? Like, oh he no, was he was there. doing all the vaccines. Did was, you not have him? Oh, put I didn't it have him do it. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I had him three times. Oh man. But then fair enough to him if he did it all. He the was vaccine. doing every single one. Wow. That's what. Good for him. Was uh, anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> so then then he became um, education secretary after that because they were like, sure, let's give you another job, a, di or a different one. And then um, I forgot he was education secretary. I have to say. I think he was education secretary for not very long. As long as he was chancellor for. <laughs> we'll I think get to maybe that. a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, then yeah, he supported Boris Johnson. Of course, he did. Like all these kind of dodgy, yeah. dodgy people. It's did. quite a funny guy. He um, he was when Rishi Sunak resigned, and, and ultimately kind of brought about the end of Boris Johnson. Rishi Sunak. He Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Resigned as I Chancellor. Forgot. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, in the Are last five minutes, like, like, we need to turn the breaking <laughs> news alerts back on Emily. We missed this news. Um, he went, when Boris, when Rishi Sunak resigned, Nadim Zahai became Johnson's Chancellor. Yes. And for about 21 hours, he was like, Amazing. We can steady this ship, we can keep it going. And then 
21 hours on official minted Chancellor Exchequer Checker paper, mm-hmm. he says, Boris Johnson, you should resign. It was so beautiful. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then when Liz Truss ca- crashed and burned, uh, then he wrote an article, I think, in the Telegraph or the Times saying um, Boris Johnson will make Britain great again. It came out. And seven minutes later, Boris Johnson <laughs> drops out of the race and he tweeted, we need to support Rishi Sunak. A day is a long time in politics. Uh, so, what so, so he's a lovely guy what and I he's think really we consistent. Can, yeah, what views. we can all um, agree on is that this is a man who will change his opinion on anything. As he should. As and when things happen and to yeah. advance his career. Yeah. And so... Speaking of advancing his career, what, why <laughs> are we talking about him? Why is it important? Well, basically, <laughs> there's been some tax affairs. So to give you the end of the story now, yeah. he was sacked over the weekend just before <gasps> the Sunday shows, which was quite funny because Michael Gove had no idea that was about to happen. So he was pressed on it live. But why was he sacked? Because ta- the tax office, HMRC, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs, uh, began an investigation into Zahawi in 2021 whilst he was business minister. When he became education secretary, he did not declare this ongoing HMRC inquest, which you should do because it's a conflict of interest. And then when he was appointed chancellor, again, the person who kind of oversees the people who do the tax collection, uh, (laughs) he also did not declare that he was under investigation by by a a subsidiary of his own body. Um, And then he, it was kind of found out by some papers and stuff like that. but he threatened legal action against those papers and really, yes. really violent legal action. Like, they'll um, sue you to death. The really interesting thing, I think, with that is he... So his lawyer, basically, was, like, sending out slap orders, which pretty much just threatened journalists with, like, their livelihood, and mm. they can be, like, sued into oblivion. But the really interesting thing is there's a reason that story and the slap order didn't work, because these were some really serious legal, like, proceedings that could have happened. It's the main journalist that was... Uh, pushing for this story to come through and actually poking at Nadim Zahawi's tax affairs. He, his name escapes me now, but like he had his own legal team that backed him up and he is a very clever man that knew that there was something happening here. So like all these like big hitters like Emily Maitlis, John Sopal, you know, they have all these resources that they could call upon if they do get these slap orders. You know, this was like a very small journalist who just happened to know what he was doing was right and it was in the public interest. If it had happened to another journalist, Nadim Zahavi could potentially still be in that position. Yeah. And I personally think that's a very, very worrying thing exactly. for politics and journalism as Especially well. Especially as the line between politics and journalism becomes yeah. more blurred because Boris Johnson obviously quite a famous Times columnist before um, and he kind of intersected between the two. Uh, and now like the, he writes articles every now and again. Mm. Nadim Zahavi even has written articles for like opinion pieces for papers and stuff. So the line between the people that the the journalism is supposed to be holding to account and the Mm. politicians themselves is increasingly blurring and that's dangerous. It's definitely the tone of the Tory party. I mean, you have it in the intro, don't you? Mm. The the Wokarati Guardian reading. Mm. And it's just like, come on, Suella. (laughs) Suella. Isn't isn't Nadine Dorries and and Jacob Rees-Mogg, don't they have like TV shows now? Oh yeah, yeah. Jacob Rees-Mogg just got one on. Um, yeah, is it Talk TV? Or is yeah. it, I think it might be GB News. Yeah, I think it's GB one News. One of them um, that I'll never watch. But <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually mentioned is why he's under investigation. So basically, yeah. he sold a twenty million pound share in YouGov, uh, which and it's a he basically didn't pay about four point eight million in taxes. On yeah, that. It's just it's just pocket change. I yeah. admit, this man was the chancellor, the chancellor, yeah. the man yeah. who's in charge of the money and yeah. the getting taxes in yeah. and he didn't pay 4.8 yeah. million in taxes um yeah he's completely dependent on the well, raising of ironically tax, like, this is a problem he's not taxes. completely dependent on it because he's got other business interests like no but his of, his department i mean yeah, like yeah, his completely. job is all about like collecting the taxes and then spending them like that's the the bottom yeah. line and if he's not paying the tax mm. well i mean it was it's the same issue with rishi sunak and the nomdom status wasn't oh. it his yeah. wife wasn't was paying good. yeah 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 remember that scandal so nomdom for anyone who doesn't know nomdom is someone who's non-domiciled which means they don't know if they're basically it's it's a legal place where you can pay less taxes because you're not sure if you're going to be a permanent resident in the country uh, Rishi Sunak was chancellor at the time and his wife was a nondom basically saying I don't know if I'm going to stay in England mm. when her husband well. is the chancellor yeah. if she doesn't know that she's going to stay when your husband is the second most powerful man in the, in the country I feel like I don't know it's just it clearly a tax avoidance measure yeah. isn't it um, so and it's very it, dodgy it, talking about tax and stuff like this it, it's something that I feel like lots of people think all politicians do 
but 4.8 million it just sounds like a number it's a lot of money think about how much we you know how it's a lot of meal deals it's a lot of meal like deals. even yeah. though meal deal prices have gone up even it's the new still port, a lot of meal deals, meal yeah. deals it's still a, it's you could quite buy a, few a million yeah, yeah that's a million maths, that's a it? lot of meal deals. <laughs> <laughs> that's like at least four weeks worth of food for me so we'll be fine um so yeah and what does it say about this kind of scandal was taking place over like two weeks or so. What did it say about Sunak's strength? Because he has now been uh, Oh, sacked. no, no, he said he said he, um, Sunak said he dealt with it very quickly. Yeah, really two quickly. Weeks, really two quick. weeks, really quick. Two weeks, really quick. But also when they announced the thing, they said that, that Nadim Zahawi was careless. Like it was careless, it wasn't deliberate. Mm. But like- I'm Careless. Careless, he, careless is like so 10, 10 pounds. We, there was the- person from HMRC that did say that no tax penalty, because that's one of the important points to make. Nadim Zahawi had to pay a tax penalty yeah. and you get them not just for being for making like innocent mistakes. If you make an innocent mistake, you repay the tax. He paid a penalty, which meant he got fined for improper mm. recklessness pretty much, right? Mm. And the really interesting thing with Rishi Sunak, I think, is he's been brought on, you know, integrity, um, keeping things, you know, stabilizing the boat, the ship, whatever you call it. And he's managed to lose a lot of that reputation. But at the same time, he opened this inquiry, which mm. in British politics, there's that thick of it sketch where it's like, mm. um, Malcolm Tuck is like talking to an MP that's in trouble and the MP's like hoping for an inquiry. Cause it means like you'll probably get like another year on the job. And then mm. when yeah. you're found out you did do something wrong, then you can leave. Yeah. To the credit, he did get that inquiry done quite quickly. However, it wasn't because of the existence of the fixed penalty notice. It was basically to do with the fact that he bungled the cover-up and how he didn't inform the prime ministers because mm. he informed Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak of this. He didn't inform them sufficiently enough of how bad it actually was. And mm. so like, he hasn't been punished for not paying his taxes yeah. properly. He's been punished for basically lying to the prime minister. When in relation to Rishi Sunak receiving his second fixed penalty, yeah. his second fine. When did this happen in relation to that? Uh, I think it happened a week before. And mm. for people that don't know, obviously he didn't wear a seatbelt. He didn't wear a seatbelt. put seat it in a video. Fucking idiot. It's oh like yes, this was something <laughs> I forgot about, yes. It's Rishi Sunak didn't wear a seatbelt in a video and yeah. it was fine for No, that. I did see this. He's the first, um, I didn't know he was such a bad boy. Can I just say, <laughs> like, I didn't know. <laughs> I saw that Ooh. Mexican joke. <laughs> So yeah, I think so. He's, he's on his um, he's in his villain era. <laughs> but like, <laughs> whilst prime minister, I don't want him to be on his villain era, please. This is the thing that really confuses me. Is like, why? I don't understand. So either he gets in a car and he doesn't put a seatbelt on, mm. or he's taken the seatbelt off. Like, he apparently he took the seatbelt off for the video. It's because he wanted but to so gesticulate, why, why yeah. the, get his arms okay, out. Okay, I've just decided Rishi Sunak's an idiot. He's just, he just does- <laughs> only just decided this. <laughs> no, no, I, no, but like, he, he might as well just be like a balloon. There's nothing in his head. He's, like, he's the guy from Inside Out, isn't he? He's fear, because he's not actually doing anything. Yeah. He's yeah. beholden he to- a little to, bit like him as like, well, I think. <gasps> no, he does, the isn't likeness. he? Yeah. he he's beholden to all sides of his party, but like, he can't actually do anything. If he had some balls, he would have just kicked Nadim Zahawi out, got some yeah. bad boy points, mm. rocked up to PMQs and be like, I with did a, it, leather jacket say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, like, he just dumps it out on like Kiss Armour's <laughs> pink book with all his notes. It's just like, <laughs> oh no, Rishi. Um, no, he didn't do that. He was just like, I'm going to do an inquiry, which yeah, maybe it's like innocent until proven guilty. Mm. But at the same time, he, Nadeem how he, looks he got like guilty. at least, <laughs> yeah, we've seen like some of the pictures. He's just guilty he got, looking. He got about five different ministerial kind of roles yeah. between when this investigation started and when now kind of the conclusion of it all. And he'll probably be back in the He few ran weeks. for like, prime minister gonna, as well. I think we but he only that. declared it once. Yeah. And it wasn't when he was chancellor. And then he dropped out very quickly exactly. when he started poking got, into his text. No one got, exactly. <laughs> and he was threatening those journalists. I got <sighs> a point on Emily's balloon point. I do think that the inflatable men outside car dealerships would be a better prime minister than Rishi Sunak. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot take. I think also way more charismatic. I, yeah. So I feel like friendlier. we'd be more respected on the world stage. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair. How would they be able to put a seatbelt on though? 
<laughs> I don't think they need to. They're too fluffy. They just like yeah. But if they get hit, then they just like bounce back. Yeah, like, I don't know. You know what? That's an maybe story. To be honest, maybe they're more charismatic. But like, wasn't that the problem with Trump? They weren't very responsible. Oh, yeah, this is true. But I don't know. I, I take that right now. <laughs> I think. I think um, we should do a survey. <laughs> yeah. In the poll. In the poll. YouGov. It'll be a <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll no, no. YouGov. <laughs> Rishi Sunak on one of those. Fantastic. Um, uh, away from Westminster, but also involving Westminster. There was um, drama just before the end of the year about Scotland, and this is. Ugh, no. Ugh, no. I'm not going to do the accent. Uh, I am. Basically, <laughs> this, I, I am going to pass over to Bailey to explain the kind oh. of controversy and where and where it all comes from. But it stems from this gender recognition bill. Um, Bailey, what is this gender recognition bill, and why is it causing such an issue? So, for anyone that knows anything about LGBTQ plus rights in the last few years, ever since sort of like gay marriage has been legalized and everything. It definitely has felt like transgender people and trans rights are the sort of next push for wider LGBTQ plus acceptance. And with that comes a lot more difficult issues rather than just, oh, a man can love a man, they can kiss and they can raise a baby, a woman can love a woman. You know, like with transgender people and non-binary people, you do have a few more intricate issues, right? Mm -hmm. And through that, I think you have a lot more room for ignorance. Now, with explicit relevance to the politics, Nicola Sturgeon has, upon talking to members of the transgender community, you know, all the way from trans youth to trans elders, mm. she has decided that one of her legacies she wants is to actually push for real transgender rights progress. Mm -hmm. And how she decided to do that was she tried to make the process of obtaining a gender recognition certificate more humane and also open it to six. So what is a gender recognition world. certificate? So a gender recognition certificate <laughs> is obtained by people that are willing to change their gender. Mm. And it currently exists in the UK that you have to pay a certain amount, you've got to go through certain tests, you've got to meet certain requirements. Mm. It's very much away from this um, more progressive idea that I think quite a few young people embrace the fact that you can self-identify with your gender. So you can identify as a man, you can identify as a woman, you can identify as non-binary, mm. you can identify within the spectrum or outside of it. One thing I want to note is, like, my background is sociological. I could talk for ages on how gender is going to be so complicated because it is a social construct and it changes from country to country. But yes. staying with British politics, it should not be as hard as it has been for Nicola Sturgeon to pass this law. Mm. And what has happened with her passing it is Section 35 Ooh, deep was um, put into law and was voted in um, mm. in Westminster. This is the reform that would allow people to self-identify. Yes. So, and, well, no, so Section 35 is the notice in Westminster that Rishi Sunak and the Scottish Secretary uh, put in place. And that basically has meant that Scotland and the Scottish Parliament mm -hmm. that voted mm. for oh, yeah, sorry. this gender recognition reform they cannot do that now now this is unprecedented this yep. is a nuclear it's the option first time they've ever done it yes and nicola sturgeon has been pointedly saying i don't think this is fair and this is probably going to be the first time and it increases the likelihood of it happening again of westminster getting involved in devolution mm. politics so the, the reason that they've done this they haven't said it's to do with the actual like they haven't tried they, so far they openly the government has engaged with the kind of um, issues of this they've said that the reason they've engaged it is because there's a law in the part of the UK constitution which is people in different parts of the UK can't be treated any yes. differently and they think that this new law in Scotland represents a change in how people in Scotland could be treated uh, compared to people in England so yes. that's why they their defence and I'm not saying this is the correct answer and I'm not agreeing with it mm -hmm. they're saying that they had to because this means that people in Scotland are treated differently from people in yes. England. Yes, and how they're being treated differently is they, they, they have this fear of gender tourism that people, um, like, uh, for example, in the UK, you cannot get a gender recognition certificate um, as easily as it would be under this like, Reform Act mm. yeah. if you're under 18. You need like parental permission and everything. Yeah. That's, a, that's a whole can of worms to talk about in the whole episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could talk about this whole issue for the whole episode, yeah. but I'm trying to keep it like succinct. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but with this gender tourism, you could be 16, you could go up to Scotland, get one of the certificates, and then come back down to the UK, and or, mm. or come back down to England or Wales, and 
you'd have this piece of paper. It's giving me like going to Gretna Green to get married. Yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> it's like I want to yeah. elope, but instead of eloping, I'm yeah. going to change my um, driving license. something people just do. On the whim, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just uh, pop off, change my gender, <laughs> come back. It's we've just, all that we've all done it. I, it's just all, it's so based there. on so many fallacies. And Nicola Sturgeon's recently given like an interview to um, uh, Emily Maitlis and John Sopel um, in Scotland. I, I say that it was it was um, Lewis Goodall that actually interviewed her, and she does explicitly say that pretty much she doesn't think this issue is being treated properly it's being treated as a political football especially in Westminster yeah. and I would agree you know whether or not you agree with what JK Rowling is saying what certain um, people are saying about women now being more at risk in bathrooms what has happened now in terms of politics is completely unprecedented and I personally think it is a result of the conservative government deciding this is a wedge issue this is a culture war it's issue culture war, yeah. that mm. they've decided will track mm. in an election and it has been no exactly and i think just to step back slightly onto to, to the devolution thing i think for scotland this is also a winning fight because one of the the smp the scottish national party nicola sturgeon's party they're obviously pro-independence they want uh, more power devolved to scotland so the fact that the uk government's not allowing them to make laws that would better the quality of life for their citizens it's just another further argument for their kind mm. of push for independence. And she's already said that her next election, she's going to run on a platform of we want to be independent. And if you vote for us and put our MPs in Westminster, we will we will have another referendum. But the problem is they can't. And there was a Supreme Court case, we discussed it on the show, um, that they can't legislate in Scotland for, for, um, yeah. for another referendum without Westminster agreeing. And then Westminster... The SNP will never make up a majority in Westminster because there's literally not enough MPs and you'd have to get the Labour Party to agree. At the moment, you'd have to get some Conservative Party members to agree. And that's never going to happen. So Scotland is trapped in this place where they want more power and the people in Scotland consistently vote for their local government to be able to input these kind of policies. But Westminster is the one that's stopping them. And this, I think, furthers the argument for independence. From, from the UK, which would obviously break up the union. Now, I'm not a psychic, but I would <laughs> like to make my prediction for the future. Yes. I, I want it to be recorded. Yes. So hopefully Adam's turned my mic on. And no. put some <laughs> mystical music yeah. in this bit. So I, I think next election is going to be a hung parliament. Labour are going uh, to form a coalition with the SNP. So then Labour are going to form a coalition with the SNP because... Ooh. Yeah. Then with don't listen to on, this Tories. Don't listen. on the condition that they can have another referendum, mm. and then Scotland will have another another referendum. They, to leave. they will leave, and then we'll have. I just I don't think that there is a winning path. That I, f I feel like there's more likelihood of the Liberal Democrats getting in with Labour than there ever would be the SNP going into it with Labour, and that is purely because I don't think Keir Starmer can risk that. I think he knows mm. that. Yeah, I don't like, think he can risk well, even mentioning it before an election. Yeah, but like once they have enough MPs, I think it's a different story. And it could be a more like a Theresa May situation, mm. like where Sinn Fein is gaining more popularity in Northern Ireland. I wouldn't put it past mm. uh, them to be a confidence and supply agreement. Yeah. I really be, don't think that really there can ever be in this current political climate. I mean, especially when Keir Starmer's come out and basically said yeah, he's not he, really helping the issue. Is he, yeah, no? like he's come out and said. Um, gone against mm. Nicola Sturgeon mm. and the to SNP, be fair, despite the fact that there was cross-party support, including Scottish Labour, for the gender recognition. Looking act. back on my own prediction that I thought about for all of two seconds. <laughs> that um, really was a hot take. <laughs> like, Keir Starmer shows no urgency to be Prime Minister, so... Really? I don't think, he show, I don't think he's showing an urgency for it. There's no... Mm. I'm not getting the... Like the passion. The desperate, we need to change this yeah. situation from him. I'm and getting like, really, I, and I think that mm. he's gunning for it. Don't I think I, he's trying to position himself in a place where he is the most likely candidate. But I think it's because at the moment the other party looks so bad that they make them look better. But I'm not getting something that's really annoyed me about the Labour Party, and I am a card-carrying Labour Party member. Okay, I, I support them. It's actually not on me right now. Actually, <laughs> it is. It's in my bag. I will show it to you after this. Um, I am not getting the moral outrage because that I think is what yeah. is galvanizing me at the moment. My, I, 
the the fact that you know the Rwanda policy, the way that this issue is being handled by the government, there's none of this. It's all very like to me that signals the fact that he is serious about Prigman being prime minister. Like I, so what what Kisama has already done this year is take the fight to the SNP, like in terms of this issue, despite the fact that he he needs to try and win some of Scotland to be able to get into Parliament in the first mm. place. Uh, he's gone to Davos, the World Economic Forum, and. Um, with Tony Blair and like has been meeting people, business leaders to try and show that the Labour Party is the party for business now, yeah. like to try and drum up that support. I um, mean, you know, probably probably somewhere that Rishi Sunak would be more comfortable, but he couldn't go because of all the strikes. Um, and the Labour Party is now going to be starting drawing up their manifesto from, I believe, this week or the next. And I think this is, and that there are reports that like even with the poll lead, Keir Starmer is sort of like whenever anyone's like basically celebrating like oh we should enjoy this poll lead he's going like no we need to be looking oh God, at that, this we need to be pushing it we need to get every single vote that we can and oh, it's just like you know what i think he's very yeah. serious about it whether or not i will vote for him i can't say that i would right now mm. but i think he is very serious in the fact that he is being quite wishy-washy shows that he is trying to create quite a broad coalition i love the wishy-washy he's he's not going to go the corbyn route and be so decisive decisive in his politics mm. yeah his I views. agree I, I'm very frustrated with the Liverpool right now but that could be a whole episode on its own and I'm sure yeah. it will be when we get further into the year um, right well we're going to transition out of yeah. the, you, in, in British politics for a moment and then we'll talk about American politics when we come back and then after that we'll have a little bit of world politics and then we'll play some games on what's what people are pissed off about at the moment America, land of the free, home of the brave. What happened in America? Midterm elections. We've talked about this a lot. I know it's my it's hobby your horse. Favorite. Topic. I love American politics. I don't know why. It's like it's it's really toxic relationship because it is a <laughs> shit show, but it is so entertaining and so fun. The midterm elections happened. The Democrats didn't win, but they also didn't lose as bad as we thought they would. Mm-hmm. They gained a seat in the Senate by winning Pennsylvania, uh, and they held their other seats basically, and then the, the Republicans took the House by a little bit. If you don't know American politics, Republicans are the nutters. Democrats <laughs> are the... This is an opinion show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that was a clip. Um, this is... Um, yeah, the Democrats are sensible-ish, but also they're not the best ever, but we'll, we, we'll deal with them. Um, that was a really nuanced take from me there. Right. So us, the three of us are going to deal with them, <laughs> with all of them. <laughs> with um, this podcast, they won't know what... Joe, we're coming for you. <laughs> A couple of things happened over that break. Obviously, all the new members, they get voted in early November, but because America is so big, they take a little bit of time to actually get the um, members into the House. So there's a lame duck session. There's this thing called the debt ceiling debate that's going to come up, which is it's the most boring sounding kind of phrase. But if they do not extend and increase the debt ceiling, Everyone the loves entire ceilings. world economy <laughs> will crash in June. And when Ooh. I say that... Think of the financial crisis in 2008. I don't really remember it, but the fact that we're still feeling the repercussions of it today, this would be 10 times worse. if we Because the world reserve currency is the US. If they, It basically means America would not be able to pay off its debts because it would run out of the ability to borrow more. And America can't service its own economy without borrowing money because yeah. it's into a place where it constantly borrows money. If they do not increase the debt ceiling, which the House has to agree to do, the House mm-hmm. is now filled with opinion show nutters the <laughs> world economy crashes I, so I this a, is going to be a fun year i have a question just going back ever so slightly so you know so there's the house has changed and there's yeah, a yeah. new in the senate do you think they have an induction day like freshers <laughs> <laughs> like, they have like do you think they have they get a little map and they're like they have, to they make have new the friends. year seven that, that the, like bring them around all uh, the other rooms yeah. and it's like these are the science labs and they this go around and they're like <laughs> so what course are you doing yeah. <laughs> this is where, where are you from like, yeah, this I'm from Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> this is where they try to hang Mike Pence. <laughs> this is and where have, like, the insurrectionists <laughs> yeah. shut in the office. This is this is all of it. Yeah. yeah so um, also, how do you feel about ceilings? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the 2024 race has begun because America is constantly having elections. Obviously, 2024 yeah. is the next They're presidential. They're constantly racing. They like, really constantly. Sit down. The midterms have finished, and Trump has announced he's running in 2024. So we wow. are so much running. 
He's coming back. Um, he's the only announced candidate as of right now. Um, at the moment, there's only a cu- there's a couple of Republican challengers. The biggest mm. one is Ron DeSantis or Ron DeSantis, as Donald uh, Trump calls him. We'll get into that in another episode. Donald? There's plenty to talk about there, but I d- we're not going to focus on it too much today. And Biden is assumed to be the Democratic candidate, even though he will be mm. in his 80s. He's already the oldest he's, president. He was the, the oldest president States when he became already. president yeah. for the first term. Mm. Um, really? He's he just was, getting yeah. older, man. Exactly. But how how big is the age difference between him and Trump? Seven years or something like that. Can I, like, do you think that, like, it might just work if they just swapped Kamala and Joe? Like, I feel like Joe is more suited to being vice president. Yeah, anyway. he was, I think he was quite a good vice president. Because he's like, he's just like, you know, like all Kamala Harris does is like take pictures of her walking places yeah. and like laughing. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> have you seen, have you Joe seen Joe Biden Joe. forgetting nice Rishi Sunak's name? Oh, yeah, but that to was be great. Fair, when he was first elected. I don't blame him. Yeah, he can't keep up. Fair, in, for an older man, right, he has to remember a lot of names. And then there's three different <laughs> prime ministers yeah. in three months. Like, give the guy a break, honestly. Um, and have a Kit Kat. Have a Kit Kat, yeah. Do you think that would kill him? Like blood sugar. <laughs> oh. Do not give him the Secret Service are like diving. <laughs> yeah. in the like, no, don't give him it. I think a wasabi Kit Kat would kill him. <laughs> um, Dark chocolate, he might be all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go from this. <laughs> um, yeah. So apart from the debt ceiling, there's quite a lot of stuff coming up in America. I just wanted to point out and talk about briefly about the midterms. One of the reasons, and this is in my extended article in the print edition of Bath Time, which you can read when it comes out. And I'll talk a bit about that in a second because he knows all the details no, about when that comes out. Okay, I won't. Um, but basically, something that I think was worth mentioning is one of the reasons the Democrats didn't do so terribly in this midterms is because the Supreme Court overturned the rights to abortion in the US. And I think it's worth pointing out that whilst we succeeded in not getting the Republicans a control of the Senate and the House, and they've only got a really slim majority in the House, mm. we will not we. see abortion rights will turn. I say we as people of the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. not an American citizen. Yeah. We will not see abortion rights return because there is no way the Republicans are going to support the measures that are required to either pack the Supreme Court, to impeach the justices, or to constitute uh, like constitutional abortion protections. Mm. Because the Republican Party in the House have already mentioned and signaled they want to go for a nationwide abortion ban. So the Roe v. Wade ruling, uh, overturning of it, put the rights of abortion like access to states. So some states have banned it. California, for example, hasn't banned it. Georgia has trigger, had trigger laws where it immediately was banned based on laws that were there before the original Roe v. Wade um, mm. decision. Yeah. Uh, and the depressing thing I think about this is it was the, one of the biggest turnouts in a midterm election ever. And midterm elections, they're like local council elections in the UK. You don't get as many people voting because only the people who are properly engaged, because mm-hmm. it's only some senators, all of the House, and no presidents are up because they're no one yeah. big in that way. So it's not as an important election for most Americans and don't pay as much attention to it. And there was the overwhelming turnout for Democrats, which is why it wasn't... Um, as blowout for them as it, as it could have been and it normally is in midterms but it wasn't enough and no. depressingly it probably won't be enough 2024 because of the Senate map the Republicans will probably take the Senate back and the, and the Democrats will win the House back which also means a split Congress which means they won't be able to pass these projections it is a long road back to the um, to getting those rights that were taken away from women last year and I think it's really <laughs> worth we just need to keep fighting because we this they only win they've only won this fight when we give up and we just have to keep voting we have to keep fighting we have to keep trying to educate people on why it's important that we protect these rights to abortion and I just wanted to bring that up again today anyone anything anyone else wants to say about abortion rights before we move on or, or America in general no I think on? I think the two men talking about abortion yeah I've, like, I've been looking <laughs> at Emily just being like are you like mm, I don't have a womb mm, mm. Um, I would say to summarise abortion should be allowed and (laughs) 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 I feel very on on the spot here Um, and yeah it's just it's not very nice I think the world is a nasty place it really is remember from our conversation about this before we were talking about them in the US Mm. and the UK it was this like why are we still talking about this this isn't a thing that we should be talking about this isn't a right it should be given bring it back to the trans rights argument and I think you can directly see a relationship between the fact that transgender rights are under attack in America Mm. at the same time as the UK. And I think Mm. there is a need for us to keep talking about it and keep supporting it. Otherwise we risk what's happened, like the supposed 
gender ideology, which is what they call it. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you've got rights, you now need to fight to keep them. And it's, it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. But it's ironic, isn't it? A right is, yeah. by, by the word right, yeah. it means something you have. Yeah, and you can't get taken away from you. That's a yeah. right. Well, clearly you can. If that is, that's not a right. <laughs> Freedom it's, of speech it's, it's, is yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> if it's a right, good. <laughs> it should be um, no it should podcast. Be. My, my my right to wear a tank top and have bare arms is is going to be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it means, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, right, uh, just onto some world news really quickly. Uh, two pieces I've I've ironed out and focused up on is the New Zealand Prime Minister stepping down, Jacinda Ardern. She was very very popular. Uh, yeah. I loved her. I she think was DJing most in the world a nightclub a couple of days She ago. was one of the most famous um, kind of... I don't what know. Is, what songs Can you did name you play? me? Mm, I don't know. Guys, we're getting sidetracked. Can you name <laughs> me <under>. another... <laughs> <laughs> Can you name me another New Zealand Prime Minister apart from Jacinda Ardern? Hot, um, hot I, I literally I've like been trying to keep up with the news and I know that I've heard the new guy's I, name I can't I've heard I, it too but I can't remember it and this, this she was just I Auntie think Jacinda I loved this her proves my honest. point that she was such a f- New Zealand is a small tiny country yeah. with not I, I don't mean this for New Zealand we have lots of goats there's not a lot of <laughs> golf courses there's not what a lot of do? relevance to social politics especially since it's so yeah. far away mm. and it's down at the bottom near yeah. Australia um, and it's kind of it's shadowed by Australia and global politics as well yeah. um but the fact that she was such a figure for you know for female leadership and such a success story yeah. for and she won like numerous elections well. and like and she stepped down because she doesn't think that she can give it this her is all the thing anymore. i think is really funny is everyone in britain out. is like what you can step down yeah. for like not wanting to do it anymore yeah. you don't have to go through scandal like, after there's scandal there's not enough left scandal. in the team oh my and god it's just like, like, the in the room you know well. what <laughs> i wish that like the whole of the conservative party yeah. after how many years 13. Of just how have they got rehashing like, the same rubbish? They steal it from other. Isn't countries. the whole cost of living crisis that we have no oil? And yeah. how do the how do the Tories still have <laughs> oil they in still, their tank? How have they They're still keeping it? The team, like <laughs> I think she represented, um, and obviously I, I'm not in New Zealand politics, so I'm not I'm not uh, like I, I can't speak to all of her policies and stuff. Mm. But I think the presence that she gave on the international stage gave a kind of a hope for the future and a hope for what politics can be and a kind of mm. a respectful way and there's yeah. a famous bit where she was having a meeting with the Finnish Prime Minister and one of the yeah. reporters asked a question that was just massively sexist and she just yeah. shut him down brilliantly yeah. and it's just that f- leadership is what we need on the world stage and I hope yeah. that she inspires the next generation of politicians to be like her and I hope she has a good break because she's yeah. honestly killed it because if the next generation of politicians are looking at the politicians at the moment I don't think there's going to be a yeah. next generation of politicians. <laughs> so we need people like Jacinda Ardern to like encourage nice, moral people to want to do good things. Yeah, exactly. And um, the other piece of international news um, I wanted to mention is Brazil had a little insurrection moment mm-hmm. as well. Um, it harkened back to the US Capitol riots, where if people don't remember, on the, 20th, on the 6th of yeah. January 2021, uh, Trump supporters stormed the Capitol to try and overturn the um, counting of the votes, which would have made Biden president. Obviously, yeah. it didn't work. Biden is president now. But um, the Brazilian one is because president, former president now, um, Jair Bolsonaro, was not agreeing that the results were fair. He didn't really say anything after the election, came, like the results came out. He didn't say that, that he didn't concede as he should have done. Yeah. Um, but it's slightly different. Uh, it happened on like, it was early January as well, but it wasn't the 6th. It was nearby. But the Brazilian presidential system is slightly different. So they stormed the capital with nothing happening. There was no capital session. So it was just an empty building at the time. So they stormed the capital, they broke loads of property, they spray painted graffiti onto these really, really famous pieces of Brazilian art to absolutely no avail because they should have um, just thrown Bolsonaro soup. was already the former president <laughs> and President Lula da Silva is already the president of Brazil. Um, when, when the Trump supporters said, at least they were trying to overturn democracy, they would they did it on the wrong day. Can I add, like, it was a Sunday as well, so, like, no one was there. Yeah, it's it kind was, of like... There was like literally no one in, in the building. Like, breaking into a house when no one's home. Also, Jar Bolsonaro was in, like, Florida. Yeah, he was in Florida at the time. He wasn't there. He wasn't like committed. He wasn't leading them or anything. Exactly. He was just literally eating a bucket of chicken at yeah, KFC. Exactly. He was just like, this is, this is some good stuff. Yeah. I wonder what they're doing in Brazil. And it's just like, obviously he is, he is at fault because he did inflame, like Trump, mm. rumours of mm. election fraud and that it just didn't happen. And it's just like, mm. you know, imagine like stepping down from a position like just because you haven't got anything left in the tank. And for the betterment of the people, you know, mm. I, I just, especially placing this conversation after Jacinda Ardern, 
just wanting to cling on to power for so long just because you want power and you're not going to do anything with it. I think it's just so embarrassing and yeah. it's just such a testament I also to how low politics has become. The contrast yeah. as well between Jacinda Ardern stepping down because she's burnt out. Yeah. She hasn't got an election. Yeah. Like, she's got an election this yeah. year, but like it's, it's, it's in like six, nine months or so. Yeah. And she's not stepping down because she doesn't think she's going to win the election because she's really popular and like has a better mm. chance than the party does without her of winning the election. Yeah. And then contrast that to Donald Trump stepping down and sending people to try and hang yeah. his vice president and um, and overthrow the capital and, and Bolsonaro sending the same thing on a Sunday. Um, it's it, 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 like on a Sunday as with, well. There's a, there's yeah. a duality the of Lord's politics. Day. <laughs> He's having a break, so should we? Um, brilliant. Okay, that's that's the meaty bit of today's show, wow. uh, and we're Says gonna the vegan. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the corn mint of today's that, show. That's the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> there's not mushroom for oh, anything else. Oh no, guys, <laughs> there's not mushroom. <laughs> I still think that just sounds like a cartwheel that needs an oil. We've got this new, we've got this new effects pad. It doesn't sound like cricket. Wait, wait, do it again. Say the mushroom thing again. <clears throat> There's not mushroom for anything else. Hey. Yay. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, cool. When we get back, we'll play some games and we'll play some clips and we'll have some fun. See you in a minute. Welcome back to the third part of the pod. Today we're going to play a game and it's finish the news headline slash fill in the blank slash another name that I couldn't think of at the time. So, wait. the first one is a headline you have to fill in who said this and who claimed this and the other two are clips and you have to figure out a part of the clip, but I'll explain that in a moment. Okay? So, wow. number one. I thought exam season was over, but all of a sudden it's back. You didn't have an exam season. This is your punishment. Who said Putin claimed he could send a missile to hit the UK in a minute and them as well? Who threatened? Who said that Putin threatened him with a missile attack? Me. Bailey did. Yeah, because he listened to the podcast and he really wasn't impressed. Yeah. He's like, nope, missile. <laughs> I got like Bailey. a DM. Like, like on Snapchat. He just like added me and it was like, Vlad... I do as a friend to say hi and I was like hey how are you Vlad and he went you're good to get me I have it pointed at your house and I was like um, I'm at uni right now like and he's like oh no my missile doesn't reach too bad it's not ideal yeah good timing for me, Vlad. no no it wasn't who Emily, was it? do you know who it was it was, who was. It was a Claudia Winkleman wasn't it <laughs> he wasn't a fan of the traitors he was really upset about the ending no spoilers uh, no it was Boris Johnson Boris Johnson yes. um, you know the serial honest person yeah, we love Boris Johnson. Also, I think I he's think never lied. The right? funniest thing about this story is that this is when this is a reported conversation when he was prime minister talking to Putin, which means that this missile would have hit downtown London, not just <laughs> not Are just they, him. It would have killed yeah. thousands of people. Were they were they like just smack talking each other? Is that what it was? It's and he was threat, like, oh, threat, I'll threat. take you to yeah. Peppa Pig World. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where did this conversation happen? Are we sure they weren't just like I don't know playing Roblox or something? <laughs> like really angry. Oh my god, he's just on Discord and he sees a guy. He's like, that must be Putin. He's Russian. <laughs> Maybe they were playing that civilization game where oh. like you make yeah. your little army, and he's actually like Boris is telling the truth, Maybe. but like. He's not saying that. But it was a context. virtual missile. He shouldn't go yeah. on um, on like Xbox servers because he'd get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> that poor man. Okay, the second one. Uh, what triggered Fox News to say they're recruiting your kids into environmentalism? There's a clip to this as the answer. But something is triggering your kids into getting into environmentalism. What is it? Sexy it's M&Ms. This is <laughs> not what you think. How, how tasty uh, carrots are. How tasty carrots are is your first guess. I'm, no, I, you think it's sexy m and I think it's sexy M&Ms. You think like, sexy M&Ms. If that green m and Recruit your kids into Change the M to like a recycling logo. <laughs> I would be picking litter up. With I'd my do teeth. it. I do it every day. With your teeth. <laughs> so you're going for um. you're going for tasty carrots. Was that? Yeah. I and you're, think I'm I think and I'm you're going hungry. for sexy M and M's. Yeah. What the correct is answer is Xboxes. Listen oh. to this clip. So Xbox has also announced they're going woke too, and mm. you know because of climate change, mm -hmm. that they're adding a new feature to their default settings. So if you own an Xbox, yeah. you can upload this new program, and it will turn off after so long to save the environment, the power. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy what they're doing, but we understand what this is. It's not that it's actually going to offset emissions. Okay, the level of reduction is infinitesimal, but they're trying to recruit your kids into climate politics at an earlier age make them climate conscious now yeah, I didn't but think of that you're right they're going the, after the children of course they are but 
what? That's <laughs> I'm so confused. That's ridiculous. What? So, so hang on. I might be being thick here. No, you're not. But so that so the Xbox is just going to turn off if you're not it's, using it's, it, it, like they've, every they've, other so device. I can explain this a little bit because yeah. back in my Xbox days, because I survived Gamer Boy. the Xbox servers. <laughs> um, you you used to have like this um, option. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can say that. You, you, you used to have this option where your Xbox, like you'd press the off button yeah. and like it would turn off most of the functions, but like it'd just be on a little bit so that if there was like just an update you. for your game, mm. it would yeah. immediately like upload yeah. pretty much. But like, this sounds like a great idea, no, especially it's, it's with the cost fuck, of living crisis. That's what I was gonna say, it's like, not anything to The, the change, saving. right, is it, put, turns, it changes the standby mode to be, it will do, power stuff when the grid is at the lowest usage yeah. so really early in the morning often is when it will like kind of soften the place that the xbox is um like energy usage and it also it changes the startup time from power saving mode from five seconds to 15 seconds that is it nothing else changes the user does not notice anything else That's but it is clever. recruiting your kids into climate politics am i failing <laughs> to understand the like is this a big thing or is this just like? It's a tiny thing. It's it's literally okay. a software so update it to an Xbox. Matter. It's yeah. a culture war. Right. They're trying to say that, and it's not Xbox aren't doing it to offset emissions. They're doing it because but it's also, better. For, like it's just an update. For Xbox is going to make your eyes square, so maybe you should worry about exactly. that. Exactly, <laughs> that's a bigger problem. No one's talking about it. Um, so yeah, that's that's what Fox News are angry about. But something else Fox News is angry about, which is my favorite story of the last two years, <laughs> is um, is this which the one? M&M is, is unsexy. <laughs> <laughs> is this the clip you were? Cackling at before the green M and M, she is great stunning. Time. So who, which, which M and M is the non-sexy one now? And so are they all unsexy now? Because they all have unsexy boots. Excuse me, I think all M Ms beautiful. Just the way. Yeah, they are. beautiful and sexy aren't the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like I think like a lot of people are beautiful, but like I look at M and Ms and I'm like, you are sexy. But then like they got <laughs> rid of their sexy bed. shoes, and I was like. <laughs> You're not sexy anymore. So I which, can't love which you. Which M&M is the sexiest M&M? The green and wh- one. And what do they change? The green one is so slay. So you don't answer the green M&M. Do you think the green M&M, which, which is not sexy anymore? That's is, the it, is it the purple M&M? Do you think they changed is it? Is it the purple it, M&M? They've made it less sexy. I just, I just don't listen to the clip and see Emily's reaction because I, I think I know. I have no idea which what is M&M M&M is. The, okay, what's your, what's your answer? Which M&M is the non-sexy one? Basically, they changed um, the character model for the advertisements for M&Ms I, and they've made M&Ms one of them characters. less sexy and it's really pissed off America. Right. Which, which colour M&M? Do is they it? know that it's chocolate? Wait, is <laughs> Hey, green. Also, I'm more a fan you're, of you're Smarties. Did they, did they make an M- did they make an M&M unsexier or is it just the unsexiest M&M? No, they've made an M&M unsexier. They've desexed an M&M. Because they desexed the green M&M. So your answer is the green M&M. The purple M&M is an obese or overweight no, M&M. But it's so funny because it's I just a I didn't even know there was a purple M&M. It's what a, is going on here? Like this, was a, this isn't in this, but they, they said the purple M&M, Tucker Carlson, this Fox News guy who you're going to hear from in a second, spoiler alert, was saying that they've made a plus size model M&M and it's yeah. just a peanut. It's just yeah, a peanut-shaped M&M. Because peanut M&M. it's a peanut-shaped and it was like, this is... I Wait, think it's positive to go mad. Wait till he sees like a Terry's <laughs> chocolate orange or something. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so what's your I, answer? I Which think M&M? I'm saying it's a green because green M&M. they got rid of her sexy little boot. <laughs> and uh, your answer is which M and M? There's like red. Green, yellow, blue, blue, blue. M&M. Okay, for this I clip, really am so confused. For this clip, the first half is Tucker Carlson saying which M&M is desexed, and then the second one is <laughs> the they've de-sexed. gone back, they've resexed the M&M. Actually, I think they're moving away from the M&Ms completely. Oh, I have opinions on that, but okay, we're moving away from the M&Ms. But this is this is the M&M clip. M&Ms were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. You're seeing the changes right now on your screen. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to M&Ms, quote, we all win when we see more women in leading roles because leading women do not wear sexy boots. Leading women wear frumpy shoes. The frumpier, the better. That's the rule. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels, so less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Well, M&Ms putting its woke spokes candies on hold 
the candy giant, most notably changing the green M&M's white go-go boots to sneakers. Remember that last year? Be honest. Did you book me for this story because I look like I get paid in M&M's? <laughs> Tell the truth, Ainsley. You Come clean great. with me. You look great. They There's are tasty. There's a really valuable message here for companies around the world. If it ain't woke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by I like that, that is M&M's injected a social justice initiative into a bag of candy, and nobody had asked for this initiative. Right, as it's I, the green and brown M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad six. I got some frumpy boots for Christmas <laughs> so I can be a leading lady. There's no took sexy, away boots. sexy boots. <laughs> I need to put my sexy boots away and get my frumpy trainers out. So I had to leave the bit in where he goes, did you, did you pay me in M&Ms? I just, it's so <laughs> cringy. It's so bad. Can we, can we just clarify, like... To any anyone that's listening that that's a bit confused, M and M's are just chocolate. Yeah, right. But they have jobs no, they're a cultural and they've been <laughs> Right. So they, I, they, are, not, they are not. They are not getting Square. rid of the M and M's. They are not getting rid of the M and M's. No. So here's my conspiracy theory. Oh, right. Okay. It's wait, all wait. a marketing campaign. Where's the hot take. Where's the hot take <laughs> button? Second, because thank you. Bailey's hot M and M take. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there is a huge advertising event coming up. You may have heard of the it. Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. And they just were like, oh yeah, Maya Rudolph is going to be the spokesperson for M&M's. Okay, no way is Maya Rudolph going to do more than just like one commercial, okay, for yeah. M&M's. And They're bringing the sexy boots back. Yeah, like what is going to happen is Isn't like- Isn't that a Justin Timberlake song? <laughs> there's going to be like an ad of like all the M&M's just getting like- kicked out of the office <laughs> and then get like replaced by Maya Rudolph and then she's it's gonna be something I'm calling it now yeah. this is like the premonition okay this is my Emily from earlier moment this is his, his <laughs> mystical Your music prediction um, <laughs> so which is the bigger scandal the sexy M&M's or Xbox being woke and green M &M. can I just say we've spent quite a while talking about actually like important issues <laughs> <laughs> like yeah but this is the thing this is what you These, don't think sexy M&Ms are important, this Emily? Is, well. this I didn't realise M&Ms were supposed to be sexy. Hey. <laughs> the fact, no, the thing I is, thought they were just little dollops. They like, were I didn't sexy. Realize. It was the boots that made them sexy. and they're no longer because they've got sneakers. No, do you I remember the advert where one of them gets caught having an affair? Yeah, that's yeah. quite funny, to be fair. Like, they've always but been But that sexy. wasn't the green M&M. That was the red no, M&M no, and the, the yellow red one. Because so the green and the brown M&M mm. are dating big girlfriends. Are they greens? What? I definitely think Maltesers are sexier. I think we should change the podcast to... M&M's. <laughs> we get sued. Loki hate M&M's anyway. They're not yeah. No, I never eat M&M's. I'm a smarties street. girl. This, yeah, yeah, same. This might be a bit London-centric. Sorry, everyone. But uh, have you ever been to... <laughs> go back to your M&M M &M world. Yes. M&M world in Leicester Square is the worst oh smelling place. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can smell the E numbers in And the I've world. had diarrhea, <laughs> but like... M&M <laughs> 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 &M world smells <laughs> so bad. That's TMI, thank you. This is staying in. <laughs> this is definitely staying in. Um, well, on that note, I think that's a perfect way to end out today's show. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Let us know if you've had diarrhea. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next week. Every podcast will now come out at 11 Woo! on Friday. So We're, hopefully nothing changes so between <laughs> now and then. Um, we've been near the news. We've met more M&Ms next week. Um, we are no longer <laughs> a live show, so you can't text us in anymore but you can still text us before the show and we'd love the validation so please you can send a carrier pigeon please though do. or like one of those planes with a message in the sky I just want you to spam the Instagram with sexy M&M pictures please because Emily needs to see them um, this is I've <laughs> been Adam and I will continue to be Adam I've been Bailey and next week I'm thinking of being a sexy green M&M if I'm here next week I don't know when I'm next going to be on it's not decided yet and uh, I've been Emily and I will be till my dying day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening today. Um, we'll see you all next week.